Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jim, thank you so much. Pleasure to be with you. I should mention uh, that you're opposed by Carol Baskin, uh, and, it's, uh, and, and people have pointed this out, and I'm sure you're aware of the history. No pressure here, but in 175 years, no sitting Supreme Court justice has ever been defeated in a re-election bid. Uh, d- d- does that matter at all in this race? Uh, well, uh, uh, only to the extent that, uh, to your uh, insinuation, it adds pressure to make sure that we get it right. No, I, mean, I don't think it matters. I think every election is about the voters making a choice in that race. Uh, and certainly that's the way we've approached this campaign is to, is to try and make the case to as many voters as we can. It's been a challenge in the pandemic uh, sort of environment uh, to, to connect with voters in, a, in, a, in what's often called a down-ballot race. As you say, people don't. Uh, tend to pick up on judicial races, but we're, we're doing the best we can. Well, about that, I mean, I might have an opinion about my mayor, my sheriff, or who should be the mayor or the sheriff or on the county commission or the school board or my member of Congress. But as you point out there, I don't know how many people give a whole lot of thought to who should be on the Supreme Court. Uh, what should we be thinking about? Well, I, you know, Tim, the, what I say is that people should care because they have the opportunity to care. When, whenever we have an election, whenever we have a, a, any seat in government that we get to choose, we should care about it. For me, uh, what I tell people consistently is I believe very strongly in our constitutional framework. I believe uh, in separation of powers. I know that the job of a judge in our republic is not to make policy but to make sure that the law is administered fairly and consistently. Those are the sorts of things we talk to folks about. We think that that's important um, to the state of Georgia. Uh, We think it's important within the the American system of, of governance. Uh, but th- those are the sorts of messages we try to try to connect with. And Justice Charlie Bethel, a bit by way of background, served in the Georgia Senate uh, on the Court of Appeals for a couple of years, 2017, 2018, uh, and, and then to the Supreme Court and then winning uh, a general election uh, seat on the Supreme Court. Uh, before that, some work in private law firms. And I think I mentioned this graduate from the University of Georgia and its school of law. So you're not you're not talking to strangers when you talk to folks in Athens this morning. <laughs> That's right. I know WGAU country very well. I was actually uh, born in Athens. My father was a, a non-traditional uh, graduate student coming out of the Vietnam era, and so they had already. My parents had already started a family, so I, I was born there at St. Mary's, uh, but but didn't really live in Athens uh, until I came back as a college student. Uh, in terms of that experience that we were talking about, Justice Charlie Bethel here, uh, first of all, beginning with, with work in the legislature and in a law firm, uh, by the way, some clerk work as well. Uh, talk about the experience and what it brings to bear in, a, in holding a job like this and seeking re-election to it. Well, uh, Tim, I appreciate that. And, and uh, at, at the risk of sounding like I'm bragging, I'll add a little bit. I also served on my, my local city council in Dalton and then also spent several years as an in-house attorney in a corporate setting. And the reason I bring those particularly up is because there's no one else uh, in our courts, uh, or the Supreme Court, that is, with those sorts of experiences. And what I really believe is that when we work together as a court of, of nine members uh, working together, 
the idea is that our backgrounds and our experiences in uh, in law practice and in life help to correct one another's errors and mistakes. We're in the business of correcting errors that happen in lower courts, uh, but of course we're all imperfect. I mean, I, I'm not perfect, and, and no, none of my colleagues are. But when we blend that together, the the hope is that we reduce error. We get it to as, as minimal a level as possible. So having been in the legislature, I understand that legislative process. Uh, I know that when we talk about things like legislative history and those sorts of things, that they don't really mean what some folks try to make them mean uh, when you talk about what judges should or should not look to. We should look to the actual text that the legislature passes, for example, because that's really the only evidence of what their intent was. What somebody put in a committee report was not what was voted on on the floor. Things like that. I think are instructive and informative to the work that I do now. Let's talk about the role of the courts here uh, quickly. Again, Justice Charlie Bethel with us. I say quickly. It's a huge question. We could spend an hour on it. we got three <laughs> minutes. Uh, I, I can literally go downtown Athens this morning, and, and or I can flip on my TV, and I can watch what's going on in Atlanta or elsewhere. The barbarians are at the gate, at least for the moment here. What's the role of the courts in holding them back? Well, I think in a practical standpoint, when we talk about civil unrest, the, the primary uh, responsibility for sort of immediate response always is going to fall upon uh, the executive branch, as law enforcement and those sort of things. But what we have to recognize in the judiciary is our response is to try to process those cases, move them through expeditiously. And the other part, Tim, that I think is important with the conversation, and, and judges shouldn't talk about specific cases, and so I, I won't because prejudging a case would cause you to be disqualified in it. But what we have to recognize is that there is a history within our system of governance at all levels, in, within the law, within the courts, that has resulted in inequity, in inequity in, in the administration of justice. In other words, there was, there was a time in Georgia when – uh, people, because of their race, were not allowed to serve as witnesses. They, because of their race, were not allowed to do certain things. Well, that's part of our history, and we need to have that be part of the conversation so that we recognize as we move forward, what are the things that we come from as we improve to move where we're going that we need to be able to talk about as adults uh, in, in a civil society to say, this is true, this is part of our history. We are working to make sure that it's not part of our present or our future. And I think the court's like all of us, like all citizens, have a role in that conversation. Justice Charlie Bethel, candidate for re-election, the early voting that wraps up on Friday, and the election itself a week from tomorrow. Best of luck out there. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate it. Y'all take care and go dogs. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.